JM and the AM on a Thursday morning broadcast. It has been way too long since we've spoken with the coach of the University men's basketball team, the Maccabees, Elliot Steinmetz. Uh, he and the team are coming off of an 81-70 to victory last night, a Skyline Conference victory. And before I introduce him um, uh, this morning, I just want to remind everybody that the seven games that remain, the seven regular season games that remain for Yeshiva University's men's basketball team, the Maccabees, are all Skyline Conference games. And some of them are very family-friendly in terms of the schedule. There are a couple of Saturday night games coming up, February the 4th and February the 11th at home. Uh, and in addition to that, there's a game that's coming Tuesday night, the 31st of January at home as well. So if you haven't had a chance yet to take the kids and enjoy a nice family experience up at Yeshiva University, uh, it is one of the best environments to be in, and the kids always have an amazing time. Coach Elliot Steinmetz, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Hey, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that. Great to have you on. What happens the day after a game? Uh, traditionally, as you've uh, described to us many, many times over the last few years, uh, the team uh, enjoys, quotation marks, early mor- early morning practices. I'm assuming they're allowed to sleep a, later, a little later this morning? Yes, they they are. We don't uh, we don't generally have a morning practice after uh, a night game. I mean, we'll we'll do it if we have an afternoon game. Like on Sunday, we played at three o'clock in the afternoon. We still practiced on Monday morning, but uh, this morning they have off. That must be a good feeling and well deserved after yesterday's victory. Based on the box score, and uh, I, you know, admittedly, I haven't paid as much attention this season as I have in past seasons. Uh, you haven't seen me up there yet at the Max Stern Athletic Center. I'm hoping both of those things will change over the next couple of weeks as you drive toward the playoffs. But based on last night's box score, it looks like you have a very balanced attack and that you have uh, a, a real team effort uh, during this season. Would you describe it that way, that uh, you have tremendous contributions from many different players on this team? Yeah, I think that's that's very accurate. I mean, we have we have we have a, we're very young. We have uh, four freshmen that start for us. We have you know a good six or seven freshmen that that play regular minutes. We ha- and then we have great leadership. We have some uh, some of our older guys and our captains who you know contribute both on the court and off the court. And it's just uh, it's been a good mix as we kind of you know develop this group and and go through this uh, very tough schedule that we put together. How how can a team? Uh, who where, where the majority of the starters are freshmen be seven and two in the skyline conference traditionally it's a pretty tough division three conference right i know we've gotten used to the opponents certainly you have over the years but there are a lot of tough teams in it how is it that you have such a stellar record uh with such a young team uh it's a combination of things i mean most importantly we, we have we have talent um you know our, our freshmen they're young obviously and they're inexperienced but they're really really good and um, and secondly, they they listen and they and they learn and they're and they're really uh, they're engaged in practice and they're they're working hard to get better every day and they you know they're they're not scared uh, they're not they don't play like freshmen they they have their moments obviously and and things that we need to improve on which you know of course makes sense but they're out there competing and they and they work hard and and you know through you know seven of these nine games their their talent has uh, allowed them to kind of come out victorious at the end. Coach Elliott Steinmetz, Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees, is with us. 7-2 and two in the conference, 10-8 and eight overall, and coming off of a victory last night. Um, so you, you have one uh, uh, a gentleman on your team uh, whose name is Zevi Samet, 
And a basketball expert said to me that a basketball expert, someone who I consider to be a basketball expert, said to me, uh, and apologies for a moment to, you know, Ryan Terrell and Simcha Halpert, uh, as, as great as, uh, as, as much as you've enjoyed the, uh, the success of some of the pure shooters who've come through YU over the last few years, including the two I just mentioned, um, this gentleman thinks that Samit is the best of all of them. How would you evaluate his shooting game specifically? Uh, I mean, Zemi's obviously uh, super talented and he's a, a wonderful, wonderful kid too. And he's, you know, also a very hard worker and, and you know, on and off the court in school and base medrash and on the court, he's uh, he's a hard worker. Um, yeah, we've had some really good shooters over the years. There's no doubt he's certainly right up there. And uh, he has, he has his, his ability, that's interesting. It's like you know, we, we have some great shooters and we, we, we have, you know, a, a shooter this year, uh, Oren Batesh, who's actually shooting over 50% from three through, you know, through um, 18 games now, which is which is an unbelievable stat. Um, and, he, and he's a great catch and shoot, Oren, and great off the dribble. Um, Zevi's, you know, where Zevi's a little different, I think, is the uncanny ability to kind of shoot off balance. Um, he just has has a has a crazy ability to make tough shots, and, and I think that's what kind of stands out for people that, that uh, you know he doesn't necessarily. You know, have to be in a, in a good position or balanced to to be able to be a threat. And uh, he's, you know, I think spent a lot of time over the years, you know, honing that skill, and it's uh, it's showing this year. How many shots does one have to take in high school, in summer camp, <laughs> while they're in Israel? How many shots does one have to take to master uh, becoming a great pinpoint shooter? I, I, it's hundreds a day for sure. I mean, I know, I know, you know, specifically Zevi and Oren, who who are, you know, two of our our, our great scorers and shooters. Uh, those guys are in the gym every day, taking hundreds of shots. I say it that way because I encourage the kids to come up to the games. As you heard me say. And a lot of them think that, you know, it comes with great ease to these players. They sometimes neglect to understand how much hard work and how many hours go into it. Yeah, there, there's no doubt that there's talent involved. And and, it does, and the game does come easy to some guys. But, you know, you can't, you, you like anything in life, you, you can't achieve a higher level without putting in the work. And, uh, you know, we've been lucky enough to have guys who have talent and also put in the work. You've had a lot of great moments. Uh, the entire world knows that at this point. You've had some amazing moments. The NCAA uh, uh, moments, uh, you know, um, ha- have been wonderful. The victories have been great, uh, COVID notwithstanding. But there's something special about the Skyline Conference. There's something special about those playoffs, about those final games that you guys make. Uh, it brings an incredible spirit to the uh, to the school, to the campus, to the community worldwide. You know this. I mean, there's just something. I'm not saying that the NCAA is not more important. Believe me, everyone wants you guys to win a national championship. But the Skyline Conf- Conference um, playoffs is something really special. Uh, I-, I know you don't like to do predictions, and you certainly wouldn't give out too much information about your true feelings on these airwaves. But uh, are you confident that this team can really roll toward the playoffs and then make a real impact when the playoffs begin? Yeah, I am, and you're and you're right. You know, the Skyline it, it, it is special. You know, as as we get into you know to the pure conference season now, where the last you know eight now seven last games are all conference games. Uh, there's just a different feel. There's a different intensity. Um, you know, the non-conference games are are a big test, and some of those national teams and nationally ranked teams are really really tough and really really big, and you know, great experience for our guys to kind of get better. There's nothing like conference games. It doesn't matter what the records are. It doesn't matter if you're playing a team with the worst record or the best record in the conference. The games are just 
they're super intense and you know there's there's good crowds and there's good rivalries and you know good coaches and everyone's familiar with each other and it just uh it makes it makes for a makes for a great competition and a lot of fun and and you know um good energy in the gym so i i mean i am confident i think you know i think we have a good squad you know certainly we're young and and we're you know going to learn lessons along the way but if you know if things come together and we can you know, continue to build consistency in uh, in the way we play, then there's uh, you know no reason we shouldn't be able to be standing right at the end. You know, it's funny, you mentioned earlier, I mean, specifically about Zevi Salmon, I'm sure you could say it about others. You and I used to joke years ago that, that there are guys who come to a fork in the road, and, and, you know, when it comes to basketball or the base medrash, and they, they choose one over the other, you know, totally understood. I, I don't think you and I ever thought that there'd be this uh, you know, symbiotic relationship that you'd have players, e- even before this season, of course, uh, who really are doing both, who are who are showing very serious spiritual and religious development and very serious basketball and athletic development at the same time. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's awesome. And I think it's, um, you know, obviously a great representation of, uh, you know, of what YU stands for. And we have kids from all different backgrounds and they all represent you know, the university, obviously, and our, and our larger Jewish community in, in a very, very positive way. Um, but there's, you know, certainly something unique and special about, you know, something that like, you know, some, somebody like Zebi who, who takes the base measures so seriously and, and is, you know, constantly working on his avodah Hashem and, and, and his time and, and learning. And, and then at the same time, looking at, you know, looking at basketball as kind of just another way for him to kind of bring out that avodah Hashem. And that's really how he looks at it. We've had that conversation numerous times. This is a kid who, um, you know, learns before the game, learns after the game and, and now has uh, actually got me learning uh, two minutes of Russo with him at halftime of games. So it's uh, wait it's a se- wait a second. We know how we've seen you, and we know how seriously you take halftime. You're telling me you're dedicating a couple of minutes during the half to Torah study. We we do we do two minutes running to him every half. That's unbelievable. And think about the Trailblazers, Elliot. Think about those players you had years ago who brought Torah into the locker room and, and, and the eye rolls that they must have, you know, gotten un- understandably, you know, from certain people who thought that it was a little ridiculous to try to fuse both the athletics and the spiritual. And, and, and now look at what they've done. Look at what they can look back on as 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 there's a Chavrusa going on during halftime. Uh, no, yeah, no doubt. And, you know, we, we still have, um, you know, it started at a, about five or six, five or six years ago, you know, pregame. Uh, before we go out, you know, one of the one of the guys always gives like a little two minute, uh, you know, Dvartora, and and it's you know something that some of our guys started doing about five years ago. We never would never was pushed by us. It was something they were interested in, completely right. voluntary. And you know, some guys would stay, some guys wouldn't. And now, kind of, you know, everybody it's just become part of the, uh, the you know the pregame is that 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 happens in the locker room and everybody stays for it. And it's, you know, I, I always have appreciated and I've always pushed, you know, regardless of. The, the background of the kids that we recruit, uh, you know, we've always pushed that, you know, that uniqueness and, and, and what makes us different. And whenever we have a kid coming on a visit uh, to Yeshiva, we always bring him to base measures to kind of show him what the school stands for and, and what makes us different and what, you know, what we represent so that they, you know, understand it coming in. And, and it's something that our guys all embrace and, and, and take seriously and they're proud of. So it's, uh, it's, it's been a very, you know, very cool thing. It's not it's not unusual for chaplains to deliver a message before the game in the locker room, but it is unusual when the players themselves provide provide the chaplain, you know? <laughs> That's right. 
right. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Coach Elliott Simons and I remind everybody there are seven games left in the regular season. The home games include this coming Tuesday night up at Yeshiva University. And notably, I always like to point out the games that are really family friendly. Um, Saturday night, February the 4th, there's a home game. And Saturday night, February the 11th. There's a home game. The Skyline Conference playoffs begin on the 21st of February, and please God, if Yeshiva University is in it, and hopefully they will be, uh, the Skyline Conference final will be Sunday, February the 26th. By the way, Coach, before you go, I just have to, you know, you and I always talk about representation of the Jewish people on the court, off the court. I mean, this is a topic that, you know, you and I have discussed so many times over the years. Um, I sent you, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to it, I sent you a clip of what I uh, said on the air regarding Ryan Terrell, uh, your great superstar, who's now in the G League playing for the Detroit Pistons team. And I sent uh, my comments to you that I had said on the air just about a piece that was done by one of the news stations and how well he represented the Jewish people with, with things he didn't even have to say. I mean, the things he said about Shabbos, the things that he explained, you know, in that broadcast. I mean, we know he's a great guy, and you and I have always discussed how seriously he takes this role as representative of the Jewish people, but he's taking it to the nth degree. What What are your feelings as you see him develop on, on, on the almost NBA uh, forum? Yeah, he's, he's really a special kid, and he, he just, he's got, you know, he's got his head in the right place with that stuff, and you know, everyone's, everyone's going to have their opinions, obviously, on on, on, on decisions that, that other people make, which is fine. But, you know, what I give him a ton of credit for is he's, you know, he's true to himself and he's, uh, you know, he, he's, he's chosen to, to chase his dream and he's chosen to kind of put Judaism on a pedestal with him as he's done it. And he's, uh, he's not afraid to do it. And he, you know, he really, he really believes in it. He really, uh, it's something that really is in his heart and matters to him. And, you know, him and I talk, uh, you know, a couple times a week usually. Um, and he's, um, you know, it's not, it's not easy what he's doing. It's not easy to be in that environment and to, and to stay true to who you are. And, and it's, it's just not just, it's not just, it's not just that he stays true to it. It really, really is like in his heart who he is. And, and, and it's, it's something that he's proud of and that he loves. And, and, uh, it's exciting to see him, uh, you know, out in that kind of a public forum being able to do what he does and, you know, excel on the court, obviously, when he gets the opportunity and can, and continue to kind of, do similar things he was doing at Yeshiva University, which yeah. is representing a, a much larger community. Oh, 100%. I was out in L.A. for a couple of days last week, and the talk in shul was that on Thursday night, his team is coming to play, to play the Lakers team out in Los Angeles. And, of course, everybody in shul was planning on, you know, when they're going, which kids they're taking, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, how amazing is that? Uh, he's getting so much great support from Jewish communities around the entire country. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, Elliot, congratulations on what you've done. People wondered, you know, with a revamped team, so to speak, and all the freshmen, how things would go. And so far, so good. Thank God, Bli Einhara. And continued good luck. We uh, uh, we, we are going to follow you guys uh, until the very end, and hopefully the last game of the season will be a victory. Uh, best regards to everybody up at Yeshiva, to the entire team, and we hope to see you at a game very, very soon. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Elliot Steinmetz, he is coach of the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees. It took us a while to get into this season <laughs> with all the other distractions we have, thank God, in our lives. Uh, but things are revving up, everybody. Start planning and going up to YU for a game and start planning on watching as they continue toward the Skyline Conference playoffs. More coming up. You're listening to a Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM. <laughs> <laughs> 